Welcome to another Take 15 interview from CFA Institute. I'm Dave Larrabee, and today I'm joined by Jim Leach, Jim's CEO of Ontario Teachers Pension Plan. Ontario Teachers is the largest single profession pension plan in Canada, and it employs an investing style that's rather unique among public pension funds. Jim, welcome, and thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Uh, in contrast to many pension funds out there, uh, particularly those outside of Canada, uh, Ontario Teachers uses a direct investing model. Uh, that is, they're not reliant on consultants and do most of the investing in-house rather than employing outside managers. Uh, what's the appeal of this approach? Well, there are a number of things that um, uh, make it appealing. And first, the most obvious one is cost. Um, that we're not paying uh, third-party managers, we're not paying advisors, etc. And you know, if you use a two and twenty model, typical to a uh, private equity fund, if it's a high-performing fund, that's about 6% per annum when you work out the mathematics. So, um, so cost is a big one. Mm -hmm. um, second is we, th we think we have a bit much better risk management, much better risk control when we know every single investment and we know what's behind it, et cetera, and have done the due diligence uh, ourselves. Those would be the two biggest issues. Mm -hmm. It's clearly not for everyone, though. Is that right? Just No, that, you're absolutely right. It is not for everybody. And I have many people come to us and say, you know, we'd like to replicate your model and all that stuff. And I, and I, I keep reminding them that it took us 20 years. You, we, we, didn't, you know, we didn't do what we're doing today 20 years ago when we first started. We mm -hmm. had to start with baby steps and, and, um, and walk. And I, I often tell the story of the very first direct investment we made. Uh, within months, we wrote it off, lost every penny. And, you know, it's almost amazing that we didn't say, okay, well, let's, you know, uh, drill the dry hole, let's leave this uh, field. Mm -hmm. uh, but we kept at it. Mm -hmm. Now, CalPERS, the largest pension fund in the U.S., is reportedly considering a move to an all-passive approach to investing. Uh, what do you make of that news, and uh, where do you stand on the active versus passive debate? Well, we are a believer in active. We understand that it's a zero-sum game. It's even worse than zero-sum because it's zero-sum minus cost. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but, you know, fortunately for, since inception, our overall fund return has been in, in excess of 10%, uh, which uh, makes us a successful on the, on the right hand side, on the proper side of that, I think in the 20 years we have only um, uh, missed hitting our benchmark uh, twice. Uh, in a recent opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal, Andy Kessler uh, called pension funds expected rate of return the biggest lie in global finance. Uh, with negative or near negative real rates uh, in, in the fixed income space, um, how realistic are the, you know, the 6% expected returns and higher that we see out there from pension funds? Well, they're basically unrealistic. Yeah. Um, you know, in the state of Illinois, I think the average of all of the discount rates they're using is 8.18%. I mean, that is just unrealistic. Uh, mm -hmm. It's interesting. Uh, I was talking to Larry Schloss uh, the other day, who's the chief investment officer in New York City, and he said, you know, pension plan works perfectly if you earn 8% 
year in, year out for the next 40 years. And he said, okay, but if I'm starting with bond rates that are, let's say, 2%, and I'm starting putting an equity premium and that gets me to maybe 5% on the equities, there aren't many combinations of 2 and 5 that get you to 8. Uh, funding gap for pu public funds uh, in the U.S. alone is estimated to be over $4 trillion now. Um, and clearly low interest rates aren't, aren't helping, but there are other factors at play as well and poor risk controls, of accounting rules. Uh, What's your assessment of what's gone wrong here, and what do you propose in terms of a solution? Well, I think the, um, the other issue that you didn't mention is demographics. I mean, people are living longer. And it's just a simple math of if I'm, uh, well, let me give you a good example. In 1970, when I looked at the valuation report that was done for Ontario teachers, um, the actuary got it dead on with regard to how many years a teacher was going to work. He got it pretty close as to what the rates of return would be. Um, and he was out by 60% on how long that person was going to be receiving a pension. So no matter how you cut it, I need, you know, and let's, let's assume interest rates are the same as they were in 1970. I'm going to need 60% yeah. more money mm -hmm. uh, to be able to, um, to, to ensure that the pension's there as promised. And so longevity is, is a big issue. I think um, it, it has often been referred to as, you know, a, an issue that politicians don't want to go anywhere near uh, because, you know, standing up and saying, you know, the emperor doesn't have clothes, our pension plan is not sustainable, um, you know, it doesn't get you a lot of votes, but people are going to have to start doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, green energy investing. Uh, this is a, a space that really demands a long time horizon, scale, seems like a perfect fit for pension funds. Uh, yet uh, the CIO of CalPERS recently said that green investing was a, a noble way to lose money. Uh, does your socially responsible investing include a commitment to, to green energy investing and it, can you make money in this space? Now, we, we don't have a uh, policy that we're going to go out and seek out green energy. Mm -hmm. um, as I look at it, one of the issues that the whole green energy um, program has is that it has relied on government subsidies to get it uh, to a cost, you know, get it to scale, hopefully to get it to scale and, and to subsidize the cost to make the investment work. Uh, with the whole, with the shale gas, and the plummeting of energy costs in the United States becoming self-sufficient, et cetera. Uh, you know, my fear is that those projects, which were marginal to, at best, are even farther underwater today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, let's turn to governance. Uh, it's not unusual for politics to come into play when it comes to pension fund governance. And, you even see it impacting the investment decision-making process. Um, Ontario teachers uh, seems to have steered clear of the, those types of problems. You've got a rather unique governance system put in place since its founding. Um, can you describe that for us and, and how it impacts the investment process? Sure. The, the governance structure um, is that the plan is jointly sponsored. There are about 10 jointly sponsored plans, I think, in, um, in North America where the employee and the employer are the sponsors jointly. So if there's a deficit, they both have to put their hands in their pocket. If there's a surplus, they both can have a party. Um, they both jointly have to agree what contribution 
rates are and both jointly have to agree on the benefit levels. So you, it is risk sharing, um, perfect risk sharing between them. And then there is a separation between the sponsors and the board of directors and management. The board who are, who are appointed by the two sponsors though are required to be independent and act on behalf of the, in the pensioner's best interests, et cetera. Our board is a professional board. It's made up of CPAs, investment professionals, former bank presidents, uh, et cetera. There's one member um, who is a one-member spot that is basically designated for somebody who was a teacher at some time in their career. And that's good to have that voice at the table. Mm -hmm. But everybody, all nine directors, are required to act not as a representative of their appointee, but as a board, as a board member of the pension plan. Fascinating. Jim, thanks very much for sharing your insights with us today. It's great. I enjoyed it. And thank you for watching. You can access our full catalog of content at cfainstitute.org. Copyright 2013 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.